Welcome to Sex Chat for Christian Wives. We're four marriage and sex bloggers. Discuss the naked truth. What does God really want for the sexual intimacy in our marriage? I'm Jay Parker of Hot, Holy, and Humorous. I'm Chris Taylor from The Forgiven Wife. I'm Gay Christmas of Calm, Healthy, Sexy. I'm Bonnie Burns of Oyster Bed 7. In ancient Judaism, a wife was unclean while she was on her period. She could only return to the marriage bed seven days after her period stopped, and only then after going through ritual cleansing. So that means opportunity for sexual relations were not nearly as plentiful as it is for us since Christ came. So, friends, today we're talking about periods and sex. And honestly, I haven't had a period in three years, but in researching for this article, I had cramps today. <laughs> <laughs> the power of suggestion. Yes. Oh, it took me right back then. Um, but anyways, we're going to start out just by talking about female health in general and what are some things that affect our periods and what are signs that a woman should go to her doctor. Hey, let me just pop in really quick here and let the listeners know that Chris is not with us today, so you've got Bonnie, Gay, and Jay. So Chris will be back next time. Okay, what was the question again? Yeah, it's just, um, we're just going to start talking about female health in general. I mean, in regards to the period, to your menstruation, what are some things that are signs a woman should go to her doctor? Uh, I haven't had a period in years, too, because I had an endometrial ablation. And for some women, what that is, is that basically is a procedure where they kind of sear the uh-huh. inside of your uterine lining so that it you just it doesn't stay there. It doesn't, the uh, tissue doesn't build up and then go out with your menstruation. So some women actually still have some something of a period and some women don't have anything. I thought I was going to go down to just a few days and I ended up with nothing. I do still have a cycle and I, I will periodically feel some cramps. Um, but I have not actually had a period in years. And the reason I did that and the reason I'm mentioning it is because I had such severe problems with my period. It was just not good like most of my life it was heavy and painful and now having gone through childbirth I can honestly say some of the cramps that I had were at the level of contractions oh my gosh Um, yikes so it was yeah and so I mean I just basically lived on ibuprofen because that was the only thing that would work so I lived on ibuprofen for a few days every month and my periods would go seven to nine days And I also had an ongoing issue with anemia. And I would say that Mm. I had to go, I did see a doctor and it took a while because they wanted me to do all the conservative treatments to deal with that before they finally realized I was done having kids. (laughs) My husband had had already had the vasectomy. So I was like, let's just do this. And it has been, it has been really good. But I had to find the doctor who was willing to uh, address that straight on. Yeah, I mean, if your periods are just really, really awful, then you need to ask about that and see if there's something that can be done because they're not supposed to be where you have to take a day off every single month or three days off. So, mm-hmm. Yes, yeah, so, so you ask about what are some signs 
that you should go maybe go to the doctor. I think just one would be a change, something surprising, something you haven't had before. You know, you have regular periods, they stop. You have very light periods, all of a sudden they're very heavy. Mm-hmm. You know, you never had cramps, all of a sudden you're having cramps. I think that, you know, that would be something. The, the main period problem I had was only before I had kids and it was cramps, just like severe put you out for a day kind of cramps. But once I had children, that pretty much went away. Mm, so that's good. Interesting. Yes. But, um, but yeah, I think, you know, changes. And I think you have to be not be afraid to talk to your doctor. And so, Jay, you sort of implied sometimes you have to find a doctor <laughs> who's willing to work with you on a problem. And that can be hard to do. Yeah, I, I mm-hmm. just think that... Um, and, and I don't want to say that doctors are not willing. I think there are some really amazing physicians, but I will say that um, it took me a while of talking about it, and I know that their go-to response was often for to try to, to deal with the periods was to put you on oral contraception, which that mm-hmm. actually caused me mood problems, so that was not a, a reasonable thing. And, it, and so anyway, I, I just kind of had to persist and essentially say, I'm not going to keep trying oral contraceptives. I've got to do something different. Yeah. So, but what you say, Gay, is really good advice about if your pattern changes. Because I know you, you both, even though you had such problems, Jay, you probably saw your cycle do some vastly different things. Mine were really, sh- I had, sh- no, really? Yeah. Mine were re- pretty, pretty much short. I had like a really short cycle, like 23 days, but sometimes it would go to 25. Rarely would it go to 28, but it was always pretty short. So, I mean, even if you have a short cycle, it doesn't mean you're something's wrong. It's it's looking at a different kind of pattern. That's, That's interesting. Really That's a that is a short cycle. Mine were mm-hmm. were uh, typically you know 30 31 days. So oh, so there's whoa. the good side. But if you're going yeah. nine days, you don't want to have to deal with it again yeah, for a while. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I had horrible horrible cramps too. And childbirth didn't help. And I started mm-hmm. my period before ibuprofen was even a thing. Yeah. <laughs> How old does oh that make me? <laughs> my goodness, bless your heart. So then ibuprofen was finally prescription drug. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah, yeah. and it was such a great thing. Oh my gosh, it was oh relief finally. Mm-hmm. And childbirth really didn't help me much. And then when I got close to the change, I started having super heavy periods and long. And finally. It got to the point where it wouldn't stop, and I went to the doctor, and I had lots of different medications, and just wouldn't stop. This period would not stop. Wow. Oh, it was horrible, and I've written about it, <laughs> and I'll link <laughs> it on the, I'll, I'll put a link in the show notes, but like, like Jay, I went ahead and had an ablation, uterine ablation, and my body decided he, she, it was going to show the doctor who was boss, and I was on the table, and I just had a level five gusher right there I was so horribly embarrassed but it put me on the top of the docket wow Wow. I I was embarrassed but hey I got something good out of it yeah Uh, but anyways anything else yeah I you know I wonder I wonder if there's some better options now too honestly because I feel like you know it has been a while since I I did this I mean, it's been a while since I've gone into to a doctor and said I'm having these these very 
severe periods. So I don't know if there are also some options since I was there that, that, you know, other medications or other, you know, ways to look at this. I just, I just don't know what's available out there. I mean, I do know, for instance, as far as what's available in terms of pads and tampons and all that. I mean, there's like a whole new world of that kind of stuff with some things. There's just options that weren't there. But, you know, I mean, it always advances. I remember my mom having to telling me about when she had to wear a pad with a belt. So, yeah, oh, yeah. Um, yeah so it's, it gets better. So, I mean, I think the options are getting better. And I think mm-hmm. that they're they're really trying to there are people trying to deal with this and help women out. My my ablation was only three years ago, mm-hmm. so it wasn't that long ago. And it was on, honestly, it was about the same thing that the options were very similar. There was birth control pills. It was a, something called transemic acid, which is a blood coagulant that they wanted to, that that was an option to put me on and an IUD. Even, and I'm like, no, yeah, none of that. No, none of that. Yeah. I thought that, an IUD made you bleed worse. I don't know. But yeah. that huh. was, uh, yeah. Anyway, but those were yeah. the options I remember. You know, mm-hmm. at, and actually, I do remember this, this little tidbit, <laughs> is I remember I, my surgery was scheduled on Valentine's Day. And um, <laughs> and someone Good said times. to me. <laughs> yeah, I know. Someone said to me, <laughs> she was like, um, why on earth would you schedule on Valentine's Day? Like that's you, you're going to miss the whole Valentine's Day. And I was like, I can think of no better present to myself <laughs> than this. Yeah. Get <laughs> so. rid of this stuff. Yes. yes. Oh, you want to go on to the next one? Sure. We're ready. Oh, no, Gay, Gay you, you had something. In no, the- I was just going to say about all the new products. It's like it's an entire aisle in Walmart products for your period it's like totally amazing to me (laughs) yeah it is and there's not just i mean it used to also be like the the things that you could take was like mydol that was it yeah (laughs) Yeah. and now there's there's like more stuff and i know there are also people are coming up with some ideas with supplements and your you know natural Mm -hmm. Yeah. Do. Essential know. oil. There's probably Listen. an essential oil gay. Yeah. <laughs> probably. I don't know what it is. Let's look in let's look into that. <laughs> yeah. So is there any reason to prohibit sexual relations while a wife's on her period? Okay, I'll have to say we did have some discussion about this before we started, <laughs> so we can get into it. I mean, I have really never thought that there was. I mean, I know there are old testament pro- prohibitions about it. But I just feel like that's tied in with the whole blood theme that is so prominent in the Old Testament. And I I mean, I don't feel like that really applies to us now as Christians. So I have never thought that there was a prohibition. I mean, I think probably most people don't or a lot of people don't. I used to feel like it was kind of okay, kind of at the end of my period when it was tapering off. But in my mind, there is not a prohibition. I think that the um, the rules of the Old Testament, a lot of the cleanliness rules have to do with the time in which they lived, where sanitation was not as good, it was harder to wash, it was harder to do some of these things. And when you have intercourse, your cervix does open slightly more than usual, and you can be more prone to uh, passing infection, for instance, HIV, also some other STDs. Um, it hepatitis. Might, yeah, hepatitis. There are some things that you might be more prone to with your cervix slightly open. And so that's something that was a concern. And some people still say, yes, you, you're still more more prone to that. 
And so that would be the one thing that I think is a real consideration. And I think that sometimes that God put these cleanliness laws there that aren't directly about moral issues. The ones that are there that were really about keeping people safe and healthy at the time. Mm-hmm. I agree. I don't think in New Testament times, well, I don't think in 21st century Christian times, there's as much of a health concern. But yeah, I mean, yes, viruses travel in blood and you could con- you know, infect each other. But I think for the most part, there's no biblical prohibition yeah. against sexual relations. I was one of the strange ones that even though I'm the low sexual interest wife, <laughs> those, <laughs> those few days before my period started, my spiciness increased. So... I really liked having sexual relations, you know, right prior and then sometimes during. Um, (laughs) Now, this is something that you and your husband would have to discuss because, you know, he's part of the equation and it might not be something that he wants to participate in. And I mean, you have to understand that It, it makes sense. But there's, uh, you know, it's just, I think, a decision that's made within your marriage. Yeah, I think that there's also some options that people have. A man could wear a condom. There's also a menstrual cup now that they make where you can just uh, put it up in there and it kind of covers over the cervix. It kind of keeps, it holds the blood. And so you just don't. I bought some of those. I bought some of those. The Diva Cup? Yes. Right before my unending period so I never really got a chance to use it but I was going to yeah yeah I've heard that that some people say that that works and so they they just don't kind of have the contact with the blood and I think that's what the what a lot of the concern is you know and I and I've described mine I mean it's just some women however they just feel so bad that it's not well you that is that that is like the last right yeah, but, like, if you're feeling so bad, like, for some women, it's just, that's the last thing on their mind. They're, you know, in literal pain, and they don't, like, that's just, they, they don't feel, or they feel icky. I mean, it's not, it's not icky. It's a natural process, but I'm just saying they don't feel oh, sure, good, sure. and they don't no, want it's, to it's, engage it's, sexually. It's a personal, and so, yeah, it's a totally personal There preference. are some wives who feel that way, and there are also some, some husbands who are like, I don't, I don't want to be involved mm-hmm. with that. <laughs> so I get both sides of that too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, totally. Yep. That's what I was. Yeah. That's what I, I was, yeah. We, we, we agree. agree. I'm We're just, I was just, <laughs> I was just giving some detail. That's all. It's expanding I will say on your beautiful There's point. truth to that thing about an orgasm relieving cramps. That is true. Of course, yeah. you don't have to have intercourse to have an orgasm. You could have it another way. Uh-huh. Good point. <laughs> Yes, I didn't have much luck with that. That didn't, no, you didn't. help. That I did find that orgasms helped my headaches because I always had migraines with my periods too, and Ooh. that seemed to help a little bit. Yeah. Okay, Jay's not on board with that either. But no, 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 no. <laughs> I, I why, why do you misread my face? And no, I, I am. I actually think orgasms totally help headaches. I've experienced that. Awesome. Sorry. Apparently, <laughs> apparently, I have some look listeners that Bonnie thinks is my, I don't agree with you, like, which is not it. <laughs> I 
need to start nodding. I'm nodding. There you go, nodding, <laughs> but but I've I've actually did. There was a question about this in my group, my Facebook group, and somebody asked about having sex during the period, and I was actually kind of a little surprised by how many people did do this because, and I don't know why that would surprise me. I mean, there's well, it's know, just it's, fine. But, but it was a lot, a lot time. of people said that it's it was a great really time to, I mean, it's a great time. You're not as likely to get pregnant. Well, and there are people who say things mm-hmm. like, it's actually more lubrication. And this is That's actually easier too. for them because yeah. there's more lubrication. And so yeah. it can be yeah. easier. And there's more blood engorgement down there, too. So it would actually help oh. you get aroused faster. Yeah. That's a good, that's a good point. Yeah. So, Interesting. but then there were also, like I just said, there were also spouses where it was like, she said, I'd like to, but he doesn't want, or he said I would, but she doesn't want, but most of them were in agreement one way or the other. Okay. And so I think that, you know, they, you talk about it and you see what that means. And also having sex during your period doesn't have to be like the worst, you know, I mean, if your period lasts, let's say your period lasts the, the, those seven days, um, usually like your first few days are heavier and then you kind of tail off and so at the end may still be a really good time for you to engage if you don't want to be at the heaviest part so that's or even the beginning because that's when when your hormones shift if you do feel more arousal it's usually at the beginning because of the hormone shift right when the progesterone i can't remember anyways whatever happens your testosterone is unmasked a little bit they're not quite sure why unmasked unmasked there's like less estrogen and progesterone competing with the testosterone. Oh, so it frees up the one, testosterone. Right, right. That's, that's interesting. One, that's one theory. They don't really know. But. You've got so much cool stuff in your head. I love that. <laughs> I love hormones. They're cool. Thank you, though. You've got lots of cool stuff in your head, too. <laughs> oh, it's pretty much a monkey circus in there. But... <laughs> Not my monkeys. Not my monkeys, not my circus. I'm teasing. (laughs) Okay, so what are some things that can help make it, if the husband and wife decide to go ahead and engage during our period, what are some things that will help it make it less messy and more comfortable? Okay, well, you already mentioned the Diva Cup. Yeah, that that was my answer. There's your answer. Hey, ibuprofen. (laughs) You can do it in the shower. Oh, that's a good idea. Very good idea. Yes. You can always have lots of towels handy. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Yeah. I think that's a good idea. Um, You also, you know, you got to think about sex is not, as we already mentioned, it's not just intercourse. There's lots of things you can Mm do. You can still engage in sexual activities during your period that may or may not be intercourse. Maybe that's a little less mess if you do something different or whatever. Mm -hmm. Very true. Yeah, I think just protect your sheets and maybe wait, as we've said, till the second half when it's not quite as heavy. And, you know, I think if you're both good with it, just go for it. Yeah, it just it's just being on the same page, mm-hmm. basically. Yeah, and I think that, you know, you do need, you might want to have something nearby to kind of clean up afterwards because you may need to clean up both yourself and your husband needs to clean up. So... Mm-hmm. Just kind of making sure you you have stuff available there. Kind of a little more prep work, maybe. What? Still doesn't. Mm-hmm. It doesn't take very long though to set things up to to do that. <laughs> no, you just keep it all in one spot. Yep. Grab it out of the cabinet, and you're good to go. This is your kit. <laughs> <laughs> Instead of a first aid kit. 
sex aid. Yeah, sex aid, sex aid kit. kit. Yeah. There you go. That's probably be good to have like a little basket or something by your bed with it. Mm-hmm. Or for those of you who have children, a locked <laughs> yeah. locked drawer. Box. <laughs> yes. Listeners, we just want to ask, if we have blessed your marriage, would you mind blessing ours? <laughs> our marriage? No, not our marriages. <laughs> <laughs> not our marriages, please. No, bless our ministry with a small donation through GoFundMe. We are trying to gather up funds to attend a continuing education conference that's in Dallas in the fall. And we need a couple of thousand dollars, and we're just asking for your help. And please check out the GoFundMe button on the uh, ForChristianWives.com website. Every little bit counts and helps. Thank yeah. you. Two bucks, five bucks, hundred bucks. Thanks so much for joining us today on Sex Chat for Christian Wives. We encourage you to check out our website at SexChatForChristianWives.com where you can find show notes and links to resources. That's SexChat for, F-O-R, ChristianWives.com. Also, if you enjoy our podcast, please take just a few minutes to leave a review on iTunes so that others can find the show and tell a friend about us. Word of mouth is one of the best ways to reach out to new listeners. We appreciate you being with us today, and we pray that God blesses you this week as you pursue healthy and holy sexual intimacy in your marriage.